Before we hop into today's episode of the podcast, I want to tell you guys about someone I've been partnering with over the past few months. The name of the company is 2 Before, and if you guys are looking to take your training to the next level, 2 Before is the right product for you. 2 Before is blackcurrant powder, and blackcurrants are antioxidant berries grown in New Zealand. Studies have shown that consuming them regularly improves endurance by increasing blood flow and removing lactic acid. It's used by professional running team 10 Man Elite, as well as teams in the NFL, NBA, and the NCAA. There was one study that showed that using two before consistently can improve your athletic performance by 4.6%. And so as I look to close out this fall on a high note with my training, as well as get in some really quality training this winter, two before is going to become a staple pre-run, pre-workout. I absolutely love this stuff. I've worked with two before for a long time. For this reason, it's become a staple in my daily training and life routine. Because of that, you guys can get 30% off at two before with code the running effect 30. Not only does this get you guys 30% off, but also free shipping. And I've left a link in the show notes. Again, highly recommend this product. And I definitely recommend at least trying it out once and seeing if it works for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Running Effect Podcast with Dominic Schleter. I'm your host, Dominic, and the reason I say another is because we release a new episode every other day, sometimes more. We released an episode yesterday, and this one's coming out today, so two in two days. So the easiest thing you guys can do to support my work for completely free is giving us a five-star review and a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. The majority of you guys listening right now have not done those two things, and it greatly helps us out. Today on the podcast is Sam McDonald. She is an absolute stud. I'm sure many of you guys know her name from her years running for Newberry Park. She holds PRs of 208 in the 800, 438 in the mile, 10, 12 in the 3200, 16, 43 on the grass. And she was also a part of the 4x1600 national record squad for Newberry Park. Sam then went on to Alabama before transferring to UCLA before ultimately ending up at the University of Oregon, where she currently resides. Today's conversation, we go through all of Sam's career. We also talk about what it's like being coached by Shalane Flanagan, thoughts on Connor Burns and Simeon Birnbaum, and so much more. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with the one and only Sam McDonald. Sam McDonald, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. First question for you. So we briefly discussed this before hitting the record button, but today is cross-country regionals, uh, which you're not participating in. So what was it like to watch from home? Was it a little sad? What are the emotions? They ended up making it, so I'm sure you're happy on that end, but how are you feeling about it? Honestly, um, I was just more excited for them because, I mean, going into this cross-season, I knew that I wasn't going to be racing and just kind of get myself back into shape and adjusted to some new training. So um, I already kind of knew that I wasn't going to be racing much of cross. So um, just being able to be here and watch and support um, just from home, it was awesome. And I'm super excited for them. They ran so crazy well today. I had some really good performances. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped for them. And I'm sure they're all really excited right now, too. So what has this season been like from a training perspective? Has it been hard to stay motivated to put in some solid work, miles, workouts, et cetera, without having like the race to have the work pay off? What's that kind of mindset shift been like? Yeah, honestly, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was definitely a big concern for me um, coming into this year was not being able to race that much. But um, I think having obviously like Mia and Dahlia here, um, kind of into the same position that I am where we're all not racing. Um, being able to just like work out with them and know that we're all in the same spot has been awesome. 
And um, yeah, and also just like being able to just work out with such a awesome group of girls has gotten me through it. And we had um, a time trial that we actually did last, yeah, last week. And um, that honestly, like <laughs> even just doing time trials and stuff like that, it really helps me get through training and everything. So it's been good. Definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I feel like Sean probably found a way for you guys to do races during COVID, if I'm not mistaken, but I feel like you've probably done time trials in your past. What's the difference between a standard time trial and a time trial in freaking Hayward Field? Yeah. Okay. So the funny thing is I've never actually like raced in Hayward before. So I've only ever done like workouts in it. So I've never had like that race environment. So being able to do like a time trial, if you can even like call it like a time trial and Hayward it was just such a cool experience and honestly like it just having it under the lights and everything too it just made it so much better um but yeah definitely not your typical time trial for sure for the people at home who are like confused about your situation and are like oh why is he talking about her like she can't race and why can't she race can you explain it for the people at home yeah so typically um the way that it works is if you transfer the first time that's kind of like you get like a free pass almost and you can compete right away um as long as like your coach signs off on it and like releases you from your um letter of intent um then your first transfer you can compete right away but if you transfer again then you have to sit a full year um so we're trying to and i mean like you can get like waivers and stuff done um to try and get it like pushed through so you can just race um anyways but we're trying to get that figured out, but, um, yeah, I mean, right now I think uh, there's a few people on our team that that are going to have to sit a full year because we had a couple of transfers that have transferred for the second time. So we're trying to get it figured out. Um, but I mean, there's obviously still going to be a lot of opportunities to race on this hatch. So at least more so for track. So it shouldn't be too bad, but yeah, hopefully we can figure out a way to get me to compete for Oregon. That would be awesome. But Yeah, since it's the second time, typically you have to sit out a year. What's the process of transferring twice like? And is it exhausting? Is it like exciting? Kind of take the people (laughs) through the process of transferring multiple times. And if you could like give explanation for each move. Yeah, so the first transfer, actually both of them were pretty last minute transfers. Um, When I transferred from Alabama, it was right when winter break had started. And so UCLA's quarter system. So um, the in Alabama semester. So the kind of turnaround for when I had to be back in school once I transferred was pretty quick. So that was a little bit chaotic, just in the sense that I had to get um, obviously like applications done for school and everything all done within like a week and um, they, like make sure I had everything figured out within like a week. So that was kind of crazy. That one for me was a little bit easier because I was just going home and like I knew that I wanted to be closer to home again and like so that one was kind of just a known thing for me that that's where I wanted to go um but that was the first one and then transferring to Oregon that was also kind of that one wasn't as stressful but um obviously Sean got let go from the UCLA job and I think it was two weeks after Sean got let go. We were supposed to go on a team trip to Big Bear with the UCLA team. So in that time, I was trying to figure out what my options were and if I wanted to transfer and go back into the portal or just stay at UCLA and kind of figure out what my options were. So I decided to go in the portal and then I took two visits, one to Oregon and then one to Louisville. 
And honestly, I just kind of like fell in love with Oregon when I came here. Obviously, Hayward's a huge attraction and all that. But I also already knew a few people on the team here. So that made it a little bit easier as well. And knowing that Nia was already committed to come here and um, Dali was actually on my visit with me as well to Oregon. So that made it a lot more fun, I guess. So knowing that all three of us were going to be there um, was like super, super helpful in my decision. So for the UCLA situation, when did you find out that Sean was being let go and what were kind of the emotions? Of course, I know he was a big reason that you transferred. He was your high school coach, as we can get into in a little bit. So what was that kind of process like from your perspective? And I don't know. Yeah, I, I would be so sad <laughs> if I was in your shoes. Yeah. yeah, when I found out, I just like broke down. I was <laughs> I was not OK for a few days. Um, definitely super stressed out. Because, I mean, one of the, yeah, obviously, like, big reasons that I went back was because I had trained so well under Sean in the past. And I was excited to kind of get back on that trajectory of getting some fast times in and um, getting back into shape and everything under Sean. But, um, yeah, when we did find out, though, it was super, super last minute. I didn't think that um, they were going to, like, even let Sean know as late as they did. But... So that was kind of just an unfortunate situation, but um, I mean, obviously it all, it all worked out. Definitely still sad about what could have been a really awesome team at UCLA, but um, yeah, definitely things are pointed in a good direction here. So I'm excited. And I think so many people are curious to know, did you, Mia and Dahlia had to have multiple conversations? Take us behind the scenes. Did you guys influence each yeah. other's uh, decisions at all? I mean, you guys seem like <laughs> the closest of friends outside of the sport. So I can only imagine that yeah. uh, the group chat was popping during those few months. Oh yeah. We had, we had a group FaceTime call actually right after Sean was fired and we were all like crying on the phone to each other. It was, it was it's funny looking back on it now, but really sad in the moment. But um, at first we were thinking, well, like let's just try and stick it out at UCLA and like figure it all out. But um, there was still a lot of unknown things. So we were just talking like, really wanting to stick together because I mean, knowing that all three of us were going to be on the team at UCLA, like we were all super excited, got super, super close. Um, so we wanted to be able to stay together. So having the opportunity to come to Oregon together was awesome. And honestly, I think there was like a slight chance that we were all going to get split up. Cause I mean, obviously we were all looking at other schools outside of Oregon as well. So there was like, obviously that possibility of us not being together, but I think we all just loved Oregon equally when we came and visited and realized that it was a really good opportunity. So I think it was a combination of us wanting to stay together, but also us individually liking Oregon as well. Let's go back in time and kind of work our way throughout, you know, your years within the sport. Take me through the first time you experienced running. What was that experience like and what were your impressions of the sport? Yeah, so I actually started running my freshman year of high school and um, I never really wanted to run ever, but, um, I actually was a dancer for a long time and I didn't make the dance team in high school. So after I didn't make the dance team, I wasn't doing anything sports wise. So my dad was like, you have to do something like, you're not just going to sit around and do nothing. And so my brother and his friends were like, Sam, like you have to come try like running and like come to cross country practice. And I was just like, no, that's not going <laughs> to happen. I'm not doing that. And then one morning my dad came in and woke me up. He's like, get up. Like, we're going to practice. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not getting up right now. But like, he, he like forced me to get up. So then we went to practice and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> I did not want to be there at all. 
But um, I think eventually, like, my dad, like, made sure that I kept, like, getting up and going, even though I really didn't want to. But as I kind of got used to running and, like, getting to know the team and, like, starting to hang out with everyone, it was a really fun experience. And I'm really glad that I stuck with it because I don't know what I would be doing right now if my dad did not force me to get up and go to a practice. So, yeah. And Sean, was he in his second year at that point, your freshman year? Um, I think he might have been in his third year. Okay. Yeah, I think he was going into his third year. Okay. So for a lot of people listening who don't know, well, I feel like most people know Newberry Park <laughs> and Sean, but we have a large listening base. So for those that don't know, uh, Sean is very meticulous in his training, as you can speak to in a minute. And I feel like a lot of high schoolers, if they were to start freshman year, it's it's like pretty easy. It's fun and games. A lot of yeah. programs, kids like screw around and just like play ultimate <laughs> frisbee when they should be running. And like the coach doesn't really care. I can only yeah. imagine that was the complete opposite with Sean. So can you take oh, yeah. people through uh, maybe, I don't know, was it a harder transition because your first year of running was under a very strict coach? And I use strict in a, I think yeah. Sean's incredible. So it's not in a demeaning way. That's just, you know, that's why you guys are good. Yeah, I think honestly, it was a good thing that I was kind of thrown into that environment um, my freshman year just because, well, for one thing, Sean wasn't like as strict, I would say at that point, because he's still getting into the swing of things. But um, I think it was, if anything, good because it kept me focused and like concentrated. And it honestly, I think made me get better quicker. So um just being able to have a coach that's keeping you dedicated and keeping you focused, I think is a really good thing. And I'm honestly so grateful that I was able to have him as a coach for all four years because it was, it was an awesome program. And I think he brought out a lot of the um, talent and like ability of every single one of the runners on our team. So it was super cool. Was there a specific moment where you started to realize that Newberry Park was starting to get a lot of outside attention? What was kind of your experience with that? <laughs> I think one of the big ones was the, just like the huge lines that we would have outside of our team tent after races to like see Lex and Leo and like Nico and all of them. It was really funny because um, I think this was like Woodbridge, my sophomore year and there were like random people that were just like in our tent and I had to go for my cool down and I was like trying to find my shoes and like there's just random people in the tent I'm like what is going on like who are these people and then I just see like a line going outside of the tent too I was like what is happening right now but I mean obviously it just obviously got um we got more and more attention after after that in like the next couple of years but it was <laughs> yeah it was funny though I remember seeing that stuff and just kind of laughing but yeah. For you, what was the shifting point from your dad dragging you to practice to you ultimately <laughs> wanting to go to practice and wanting to get good at the sport? I think once I was able to like comfortably run four miles just on my own, I think that was kind of the shift where I was just able to like go out for runs with the team and not need to like stop and walk every 30 seconds. But um, yeah, definitely once I was able to build some endurance and some actual like leg strength, um, and then just be able to, like, yeah, hang out with the girls on the team and, like, go for runs and just have a good time. I think that was kind of the shift of me actually starting to love the sport. But, yeah. Was there a shift in perspective to at what point in – I mean, I know there was because you're a collegiate runner. So at <laughs> what point was the shift in perspective from doing it just as a high school sport to then being like, oh, I want to continue doing this at the next level? I think probably my sophomore year, end of cross country, my sophomore year, because 
my even my freshman year I was able to kind of pick things up pretty quick I started my track season running a 524 mile I think and then by the end of my freshman year I ran like a 512 and I made it to CIF prelims and I honestly didn't even think that that was possible for my freshman year so just being able to do that kind of got me in the mindset of okay like I think I can actually be good at this so I'm going to start focusing a lot more than um, I did this year and then my sophomore year I was um, ninth in the state so all state and um, I think after that point I was like okay like I can tell I'm picking up speed pretty quick so I think depending on like how this season ends like I really just want to dedicate myself to this sport and like just see how far I can take myself. For you, what was the kind of, I don't know, do you feel like it helped having the guys be so much more in the limelight? Not that the girls team wasn't because you guys were Mm -hmm. obviously doing incredible things, but I think with how fast you were, Sam, in high school, I think you were probably saved a little bit of pressure with how much Lex and Leo and the rest (laughs) of the guys team got. Yeah, definitely. Um, I honestly, like, I hung out with the guys team a lot and like I would go for runs with them and stuff my senior year and just seeing how dedicated they were and just using that to inspire me even more. It was really helpful. And like just seeing them during workouts and all this stuff. And like, I don't know, it was just, it was awesome seeing how quickly they could like just adapt to new training or like a different like type of workout or something. And like just embrace all these changes, I guess, or not changes, but like, I don't know. It was just cool seeing how much, dedication they have and like their ability to just work hard day in and day out and I think that was really something that inspired me and like gave me the motivation to just get better and better every day those that know Newberry Park will know either their extremely early workouts or Sean being the like mathematician type guy he is type a coach where he will like move workouts back if like the wind isn't good enough do you have a particular memory of those mornings or those late night workouts yeah, I was actually going to say, Sean literally has like a wind meter and there's been workouts where he's gone out and he just stands out on the track and holds his wind meter up in the air and like he'll measure it. And then I think one of the days he actually ended up reading the whatever like the wind ended up saying and he pushed our workout back because it was too windy. But um, the morning workouts were tough because those we had to get up super early for. But I think the good thing was we could just get it out of the way before school and Usually um, the temperature was good, like all that stuff. But um, evening workouts were always really fun too because we had the lights on and um, all that. But yeah, I mean, it's honestly just so cool being able to know that I had a coach that was able to kind of adjust things to make sure that we were getting in the best training possible. I think that was kind of what made Newbury Park so much different than a lot of other teams was that we had a coach that was willing to – go the extra mile to make sure that we were getting in the best training that we could. Obviously, Newberry Park, both the men's and women's programs during your time there will go down in history. And um, like, I'm sure the next generation of kids, like my generation will be telling our kids one day about you guys, because I don't know (laughs) if we'll ever see a program as strong as them again, although we'll see, uh, time will tell. But what are some of Mm. your biggest, fondest recollections and memories from your four years there? I think one of the biggest ones was um when the girls and the guys team both won Woodbridge my senior year I think that was kind of just a moment where it was like dang okay like both of our teams have grown so much like just all together and knowing that we were both able to kind of make it to the top by my last year there it was really cool to see and um honestly just like 
being able to um, go for like runs with the guys team and like being able to go for runs with the girls team and like just having one big kind of like, I don't know, like not, I guess it was kind of like all like a family in a way, but um, yeah, it was just really cool being able to see both teams kind of come to the top by the end of my time at Newbury, but yeah. I think a standout performance from your four years was when you were part of the four by 1600 or was it four by mile? It was four by 16. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I always get the distance mixed up four by 1600, uh, meter record, national record. What was mm-hmm. that performance like? And how long do you think that record will, will last? Yeah. Hopefully that record will, will last a bit. I think, I don't remember how long the last or the one like before that stood for, but yeah, hopefully this one stays for a bit, but, um, that one was super fun. Uh, I think going into it, we knew that the possibility of us breaking the record was there. And um, I think just like knowing that we had gotten in some really good training before, like we knew that we were ready for it. And um, the environment was honestly just so good at Mount Sac. I mean, obviously Mount Sac realized a huge meet. So going there and being able to break it there was really, really cool. And um, yeah, it was just like a really fun experience being able to kind of stand on the track and like watched my other teammates go around and just, yeah, I mean, honestly, just all working really hard together to get that record. And I'm so glad that we were able to. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it stays for a bit. We've kind of alluded to Sean's incredibly hard workouts that he gives his athletes. (laughs) Is there a particular one in your mind that was like just excruciatingly painful that you happen to survive? (laughs) Yeah. So one of the hardest ones that he would have us do is it's just a four by 400 workout but you have to hit those 400 so hard. And by the end of it, like you literally just feel like you're about to pass out or like throw up. And one of the things that Sean would always say is like, you know, it's a good workout when you're throwing up by the end. So I luckily I never threw up from it, but Sean was, yeah, he was crazy with those. And that, those were honestly probably some of my most fun workouts that I've done, but definitely the hardest. I don't remember exactly what I was hitting for times. I think it was like around probably like 62, for each of the 400s and then you would have like five minutes rest in between but those were definitely the hardest ones to get through you mentioned how close the newberry park team is both the men's and women's squads and from being mm-hmm. friends with lex and leo i certainly can attest to that and they talk about that as well because of yeah. that was it emotional graduating and stepping away from the program yeah i remember the last day that i was going to practice before i left for um alabama and i was just crying after practice like so sad saying bye to everyone um but it's always so fun whenever I go back to because we all like hang out again (laughs) when we all get back from college and everything so it's really cool getting to see them again and just seeing where everyone's at and like how everyone's doing it's super fun but um yeah they're definitely like my best friends like that team will always have such a special place in my heart and yeah I'll always be there for every single one of them but yeah I love that team so much as we kind of approach the like CIF uh, postseason, as we're talking here, obviously you're not a part of it anymore. anymore but uh, what are your yeah. recollections from it? Does it bring back nostalgia as you're seeing people compete within it? And also from talking with Lex and Leo, um, I've yeah. just come of the opinion that it's just ridiculous how many rounds there are. So what are your opinion on oh, that as my well? Gosh. Yeah, so my senior, for at least for track, um, that was my first time like actually going through every single one of the rounds. And I just remember that you kind of have to like start using these rounds like as your workouts for the week because I think it's like I want to say it's either five or six weeks in a row you're racing like every single weekend 
So it's it gets to be a lot. So you have to just start using that as your way to kind of like keep yourself in shape, like use that as your workouts almost. So it's it's definitely taxing on the body for sure. But um, so that one's a little bit for track, at least it's a lot. But um, for cross country, there's only two rounds. There's prelims and then finals, but they're at Mount Sac. They moved into Mount Sac. So that's obviously a super tough course. So definitely gets you feeling tired for the state meet. But um, I mean, honestly, the CIF was always fun though. I liked going through the rounds and everything um, because it was cool being able to like see all the different divisions and everyone and um, obviously like I would get to see Dahlia and like Sadie a lot. So that was really cool. Um, and I would like talk to them for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it was fun, but definitely, definitely hard on the body. Sean put you guys in such prestigious races as well as, as you kind of mentioned, two of your former competitors, uh, you know, they were so mm-hmm. good. Like the state of California was so good. Do you feel like mm-hmm. that level of competitiveness prepared you for the NCAA, which is of course another level, but I know a lot of kids from like Midwest towns or whatnot, aren't used to Mm -hmm. really competing with people until like NXN that's like their only chance so for you having consistent competition do you think that helped with their transition yeah I think it did I think one of the biggest things that helped with my transition though was Sean's training like not necessarily like the races that I was in but I think Sean's way of training really helped me um adjust to like collegiate training because I think the transition wasn't as drastic as I thought it was going to be so that was, I think, one of the biggest things that helped me out. But um, yeah, as far as like racing and competing too, though, um, I think knowing like having the strategies that Sean had in the back of my mind the whole time definitely helped me out. Um, but yeah, I think the transition definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Can you take the listener through your first two years of college, uh, both Alabama and then UCLA, and how you kind of think those went, the lessons you learned from them, and some of the takeaways you're taking with you as you're at Oregon now? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things that I've realized, like looking back on everything, is freshman year is just kind of like an adjustment period. Like I think it's something that obviously you want to take it seriously, but um, kind of take bad races and all that stuff with a grain of salt because it's it's a big change and I mean obviously moving across the country for me to Alabama and to such a different area um it was a lot psychologically so I think that was a huge thing and um being able to transfer to UCLA like having to obviously move back across the country again um that was a lot so trying to get back into shape on top of trying to like get back to just some state of like normalcy where I'm just in one spot and like not moving around um, was definitely a big thing because it was just a lot of change my freshman year. So I think honestly, this year is going to be kind of in a way like of my first year of just having like a straight, solid, consistent training plan and all that. So I'm excited for that and to see where that goes. But um, yeah, I think freshman year, you just have to be ready to get yourself adjusted to a new area, a new way of training and all that stuff. Cause it's definitely tough on everyone. And, um, I mean, I feel like sometimes people will think like, Oh, as soon as I get to college, like I'm just going to get way faster. And that's, that's not always going to be the case. Um, it takes time to adjust and it takes time to get used to a new coach and like, obviously like a new team, new area, all that stuff. So just kind of keep that in mind, um, going into your freshman year. You are the absolute perfect person to ask mm-hmm. this question to uh, because you've gone to three programs at this point. I've heard <laughs> from talking to so many different athletes that it seems like there can be stark differences within culture 
but training mm-hmm. is generally decently similar between programs. What's your opinion yeah. on that? Um, I would say um, training can be actually super different between a lot of programs because I know um, there's a lot of like strength-based programs and there's a lot of like speed-based programs. And I think Sean's was more, I would say, speed-based. I know we did a lot of like speed work and like race pace stuff, whereas like at Alabama, I would say it might have been a little bit more strength-based. Um, so I think depending on like what you're better at and like what your body is better at handling, um, I think training plans and like all that stuff, um, is definitely an important thing to keep in mind. But, um, also like as far as like teen culture and stuff, um, that's also going to like differ from school to school as well. I mean, different areas are going to draw different people. So definitely keep that in mind when you're taking visits as well, because I think one of the that's another mistake that I made too, is um, I only took one visit before going into my freshman year. And I think you really need to keep an open mind. And like, I know like it's really exciting, like going and being recruited and all that stuff. But um, definitely look at all of your options and just keep an open mind. And yeah. I'm curious, you're currently coached by Coach Shalane Flanagan. She wears many hats, so it feels weird to call her Coach Shalane Flanagan, but I guess that's what she is now. Um, what yeah. was the first time you heard her name? First time I heard her name was probably like my sophomore year of high school, like sophomore or junior year of high school. It's actually funny because my junior year, there was a race that um, Sound Running had put on and a bunch of the Bowerman athletes were there. So I saw Shalane there. So I have this picture of me and Shalane from like my junior <laughs> year of high school. So I like look back on it now and I just laugh, but yeah. Yeah. What would uh junior year Sam have thought if you would have gone up to her and said, oh, she's going to be coaching you in like three, four years. <laughs> I would have thought that I was crazy if I said that because <laughs> at the time, like I didn't really, I wasn't like super in tune with like a bunch of like pro athletes and like um, coaches and all that stuff yet. So um, I didn't know that much about Shalane, but I knew that she was just a crazy talented athlete back in um, her day. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like if someone would have told me that, I, was, I would probably be a little bit shocked. But because, I mean, everyone was always just so like starstruck by Shalane and everything. And um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, if someone would have told me that, I just would have been really excited. But what's it been like having her as a coach and, and what's that experience been like so far? It's been awesome. I love her as a coach. She, um, she'll like go for our, some of our runs with us and everything. And she's honestly just so cool to talk to and, um, really awesome coach, obviously. And, um, she's doing some great things with this program. And, um, it's really cool. Cause I feel like I can just like go and talk to her about anything that's like bothering me. And, um, yeah, she's really like open and accommodating. So it's awesome having her as a coach. What's it been like? I know you haven't directly contributed per se because you can't race yet but you, mm-hmm. we know you'll be able to race soon and, and contribute to the program in big ways what's it been like to kind of I don't know view Oregon as I think they're definitely and have been in this kind of rebuilding phase and I think when mm-hmm. you Mia Dahlia like get back on on the track literally um like <laughs> I don't know I, I feel like you guys are going to be a force to reckon with like the, the whole program and even as displayed by today placing second in their region um, is mm. like a big result. So what's it kind of yeah. been like to, to be a part of a program that's kind of very up and coming and you know when the pieces fall into place, you know, the homecoming is going to happen? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm really excited to see what's um, what's in the future for this program because honestly, like 
even just within this cross country season, what I've seen from these girls and how they're working out and like how much better and stronger they've been getting in such a short period of time. It's really amazing to see. So I think not only just from like Dahlia, me and I being added into the equation, like every single girl on this team has been getting so much better, like every single day. And it's really awesome to see. And um, I'm obviously like a huge cheerleader for all of them. Like it's so awesome being able to see them kind of flourish and um, yeah, start doing some really awesome things. So I'm excited for the future of this program. And I think next year is going to be, we're going to have a scary team. It's going to be good. What are some of your thoughts, ambitions, even goals, whether it's from like an outcome standpoint or merely process standpoint that you're looking to Mm -hmm. achieve and accomplish in the years to come? Yeah. So Hopefully, if I can race this indoor track season, I'm hoping to be able to get um, to indoor nationals for the mile. I think that would be a super big thing. Um, and I think right now I'm in a spot where it's it's definitely possible. And I think Shalane's going to get me in a, in a pretty good spot to just keep getting quicker and quicker. So I'm really excited for that. And then also just like for down the line, um, obviously, like all American and cross would be super cool and winning winning a national title as a team would be insane. I think, I think that's definitely possible too. So um, yeah, just like all American and both cross country and track and um, obviously seeing the team do some pretty big things, I think is going to be huge, but Sam, one final serious question for you. For those who have mm-hmm. listened to our conversation today are inspired by you and your journey and story. What would be the final takeaway message you want to leave with our audience today? I think the biggest thing is just follow what you think is going to be best for you. Um, Don't let what other people say and um, try to like make you believe. Don't take that personally, just like do your thing and just don't let anyone else get in your way. And I think from there, like you can do some pretty, pretty big things. So just follow your heart and do what you think is best for you. To, Final questions for you. Generally, I only ask the guest one final question, uh, but you're special. Yeah. So I'll ask you two. I was texting him this morning and uh, I promised I would ask you, uh, or I promised him I would ask you this question. Thoughts on Connor Burns? Oh my gosh. Open, he is such a open character. Open thoughts. He, okay, we're both in the same business class. He thinks he's this crazy smart businessman and he's always saying, oh, men in business, men in business. I'm telling you right now, I am going to have a better grade than him by the end of the year. I'm I'm holding myself to that, but he's such a character. I love him. He's so funny. Thoughts on uh, Simeon then? While we're while we're on the topic, we're just gonna go down the roster list, I guess. Literally the the exact same. He's he's um also in our business class, which is super funny. I got a better grade than him on our last midterm, so I'm definitely gonna keep reminding him of that because he did a, he got a better grade than me on the first one. So. I'm gonna also try and beat him, and I'm also destroying him. And um, there's this thing that we have to do for our class, and it's called Mike Spikes. And basically, like you have your own company, and like it's just like tracking the progress of your company and like how it's doing, all that stuff. I am wrecking both Connor and <laughs> Simeon with my company. I'm doing way better than them. So, <laughs> wow, I feel like we need uh, both of them on a podcast with you now <laughs> to to give them the chance to rebuttal. Oh, but yeah. um, on the podcast, keep it uh, family friendly because I know Connor's yeah. wild funniest Connor Burns story that you can think of oh no um hmm honestly wait hold on the stupidest thing you've seen him do I mean I've spent a few days with guy and uh he's always making me like just absolutely laugh um okay wait so I was doing something funny about this let me think about this for a sec 
Um, I'm trying to think of. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, we were stupidest thing. Oh wait. Oh shoot. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to think because like I feel like there's definitely a lot of like dumb things that he's done, but I feel like I've just like heard stories from the guys team about him saying like stupid stuff at practice or something. Oh wait, I remember. Okay. Um, this was at. I think like one of our first team meetings or something like <laughs> he walks in and um the I think one of the like meeting like the people that was holding the meeting they were like asking something about um like how you're balancing like athlete like being an athlete and being a student and Connor just goes I'm not balancing being a student I'm just here to be an athlete or like something like that and I was like Connor why would you say that like this is like your first day here like you need to not say stuff like that but it was funny I could totally envision him saying that <laughs> with his Connor Burns swagger. So I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Connor, if you're listening, we love you. No, no slander from either of us. We love you. Connor's a great yeah, kid. No, He's no. a great kid. Great he makes teammates. he makes uh he makes life fun. He makes running fun. <laughs> and uh, for me too, I think there's this massive misconception in competitive running that everyone's like super super serious. And so I always appreciate. Mm-hmm his like just lightheartedness like the day before Brooks PR oh, yeah. you would have never guessed he was racing the next day and it was so fun to be around him it was like this is awesome this is what the sport of running should be yeah no I love them they're they're super cool to have as teammates they're always fun to be around but okay Sam final question the final question yep. I ask every guest on every single episode if you had mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay coming over to your house for dinner what would you choose to make mm-hmm. for him Oh shoot! What would I choose to make for him? Oh man, I am not. I'm not much of a chef, but I feel like I can make some pretty good scrambled eggs. Like pretty basic, like staple scrambled eggs. I feel like I'd want him to judge me on that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sam, it's been a pleasure and a privilege speaking with you, learning more about your story, and I can't wait to see the incredible things you do. Hopefully, in an Oregon jersey, if not in uh, whatever jersey you raced unattached. So keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I don't take your time for granted, so I hope that it brought you some wisdom and value that you can apply directly into your running and into your life. If you have not already done so, please consider giving us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And then something all of you guys can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with a friend or someone who you think will benefit from it. One more note, if you're not already following us on Instagram, consider doing so. My Instagram tag is at the running effect. I hope your running and life is going well. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to listen to today's episode. I will catch you in two days when the next episode drops. Until then, happy running.